Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry guys, didn't see you there. <laughs> uh, don't mind me, I'm just listening to the dopest new track by that king of all MCs, you know, Jordan Peterson. I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god. All my people from the front to the back nod. Back nod now who thinks their arms are long. Enough to slap box, slap box. They said I rap like a robot, so call me rap up. But for me to rap like a computer must be. In my genus, I got a lap in my back pocket. My pillow go off when I half cock it. Got a fat nod from that rap prophet. Made a living in a... What's the matter, you bunch of haters? You don't like Jordan Peterson's flow? Well... Let me know when it occurs to you while I'm ripping any of these verses that versus you. It's curtains. I'm inadvertently hurting you. How many verses I got a murder to? Prove that if you were half as nice as songs, you could sacrifice verses to. <laughs> or if you don't like that flow, you could try Ben Shapiro doing the same verses or uh, any number of other hit recording artists of our day. Or if you don't like hip hop at all, well, how about Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics as imagined by Donald Trump? Or maybe Dancing Queen by ABBA as channeled through Bernie Sanders. Yes, of course, these people did not participate in these actual recordings. What you are listening to is voice-generated deepfake AI that has been created to mimic the sounds of various people's voices in a way that is not quite audio, stereo, perfectly realistic, but is getting closer to that at any rate. And, well, one doesn't have to extend one's imagination very far to see where this is going. In fact, you've probably seen some iteration of this recently. There was the Joe Rogan AI that was making the rounds recently. The, um, you can see it, for example, at TheVerge.com. This AI-generated Joe Rogan fake has to be heard to be believed. Uh, many other examples of this exist online. And this is, of course, just falling under that broad umbrella of deep fakes, deep faked video and deepfaked audio that is increasingly becoming part of the media maelstrom that we are being subjected to on a daily basis. And part of that media maelstrom is the promotion of the deepfakes themselves. I mean, it is kind of a big four-poster rollout propaganda campaign that is taking place under the name of deepfakes right now. And you can see that in any number of places. One example that I'll throw in the show notes that is as good as any, Observer.com, just from this past June, why AI deepfakes should scare the living bejesus out of you. And that almost seems to be the point of this propaganda campaign. This should scare the bejesus out of you. Because, well, I mean, I think the implication that most people feel at the first level is, well, what if someone deepfaked me doing something? But even beyond that, then, of course, the next layer is, well, how do I know that this video of this person doing this thing is real at all? It could be deepfake generated. And of course, that is where all of this begins to tumble eventually, um, sooner rather than later, probably. And who better to confront this new and rapidly emerging phenomenon than one of the victims of this deepfake technology, the audio deepfake, Jordan Peterson himself? who was recently writing in the National Post, one of Canada's national rags, uh, Jordan Peterson, the deep fake artists must be stopped before we no longer know what's real. I can tell you from personal experience how disturbing it is to discover a website devoted to making fake audio clips of you for comic or malevolent purposes. And this article states, uh, something very strange and disturbing happened to me recently. 
If it was just relevant to me, it wouldn't be that important, except perhaps to me, and I wouldn't be writing this column, but it's something that is likely more important and more ominous than we can even imagine. There are already common fraudulent schemes being perpetrated by both telephone and internet. One known as the grandparent scam is particularly reprehensible, first because it is perpetrated on elderly people who are in general more susceptible to tech-savvy criminals, and second because it is based on the manipulation of familial love, trust, and compassion. Skipping ahead through the description of the, grand, uh, the grandparent scam, in April of this year, a company called Coding Elite exposed an artificial intelligence program that took a, subs a substantial sample of my voice, which is easily accessible on the YouTube lectures and podcasts that I've posted over the last years. In consequence, they were able to duplicate my manner of speaking with exceptional precision, starting out by producing versions of me rapping Eminem songs such as Lose Yourself, which has now garnered 250,000 views, and Rap God, which has only garnered 17,000, as well as Rock Lobster, 1,400 views. They have done something similar with Bernie Sanders singing Dancing Queen, Donald Trump, Sweet Dreams, and Ben Shapiro, who also de delivered Rap God. The company has a model, the address of which you can find on their YouTube channel, which allows the user to make Trump, Obama, Clinton, or Sanders say anything whatsoever. All right, I'll let you continue reading through this op-ed, which is interesting. Again, it comes from Jordan Peterson, who finds himself on the receiving end of this AI-generated treatment. Um, so it is... It is interesting in that regard. It's also interesting to note that as of August 23rd, shortly after the publication of this op-ed, the website notjordanpeterson.com posted the following announcement in light of Dr. Peterson's response to the technology demonstrated by this site, which you can read here, and out of respect for Dr. Peterson, the functionality of the site will be disabled for the time being. So now you can't go in and generate your own fake clips of Jordan Peterson saying various things, at least for the time being. Although... Of course, the technology still exists. The code still exists. This is still quite doable um, by anyone with a degree of tech savvy. It's just a question of these particular, this particular company that's started this particular site has agreed not to, uh, to make it publicly available for the time being. Uh, that should not, of course, come as a fundamental comfort over the fundamental discomfort that this entire phenomenon brings to light. And I have talked about this before. For example, of course, we talked about it on New World Next Week about a year and a half ago with uh, James Evan Pilato, where we talked about how to spot a deep fake. And I followed that up with Don't Believe Your Lying Eyes, talking about how essentially deep fake type technology was first being written about nearly 20 years ago in mainstream sources, um, talking about the MIT Technology Review. So um, some pretty mainstream examples of that that was widely available to Hollywood for live deepfaking of various events 20 years ago, and one can only imagine what the intelligence apparatus and its DARPA arm have had in the skunk works of the Pentagon for going on who knows how many years. So again, this just sort of opens the Pandora box of you can't believe anything you see or hear at this point, because who knows? It could be computer-generated. Is James Corbett really saying these words? That's the question, isn't it? And... Well, let's, let's continue examining some things that, uh, that people have said in this regard in the past. For example, CIA Director William Casey. Now, I'm sure if you are a Corbett Report follower, you have probably heard this at some point in the past, if nowhere else than from the thumbnail of this video, but you have heard the infamous quotation from CIA, ex-CIA Director William Casey, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is 
false. And just as a side note, but perhaps an important one for people who would have some degree of hesitation about accepting that quotation, which I wholeheartedly recommend. Never accept a quotation just because you read it somewhere. What is the actual source of that? Well, you can get that from Quora.com, where some interested party did write, did CIA Director William Casey really say, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false? And the source of that quotation, Barbara Honiger, did reply, with details of that. I am the source of, for this quote, which was indeed said by CIA Director William Casey at an early February 1981 meeting of the newly elected President Reagan with his new cabinet secretaries to report to him on what they had learned about their agencies in the first couple of weeks of the administration. The meeting was in the Roosevelt Room in the West Wing of the White House, not far from the cabinet, cabinet room. I was present at the meeting as assistant to the chief Democratic, uh, domestic policy advisor to the president. Casey first told Reagan that he had been astonished to discover that over 80% of the intelligence that the analysis side of the CIA produced was based on open public sources like newspaper and magazines. As he did uh, to all the other secretaries to their, of their departments and agencies, Reagan asked what he saw as his goal as director for the CIA, to which he replied with this quote, quote, which I recorded in my notes of the meeting as he said it. So that's the actual source of the quotation. As far as I know, it hasn't been confirmed by anyone else who was in the meeting at that time. So again... You know, you can take this 18 different ways. But at any rate, this quotation resounds and is continued to, continues to be repeated ad nauseum in certain conspiracy circles to this day because it does reflect something that I think we all perceive to be true, whether or not William Casey said those direct words or not. And it seems like he did. But even if he didn't, the idea, of course, has been floating around and does correspond to a lot of what the corporate report talks about. We'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. Perhaps, I mean, again, maybe you had to be in the room, maybe it was said jestingly, but at any rate, there is an underlying nugget of truth in a statement like that, isn't there, when the black propaganda of the intelligence agencies is specifically designed to bamboozle the population and to make them believe things that are false. Well, how? what's the end goal of this? Well, when everything that everyone believes is false, we'll have reached our goal, right? Um, power through deception, uh, chaos, uh, order through chaos, all of that. So I think that ties in quite well with this new phenomenon, new, that we are living through right now, the deep fake phenomenon, in which, which uh, not just the deep fakes themselves and the technology itself, which now exists, but the way that it is being rolled out to the public. And again, I've talked about this before, please go uh, consult some of my previous videos on this and, and things that I've said about it. Obviously, obviously, one of the ramifications of this big rollout of the deepfake propaganda campaign that is happening right now is so specifically so that we will not believe or we will be asked not to believe certain pieces of information that come out in the future. It hasn't happened with a major rollout yet, but it will at some point in the future. And who knows when some whatever, frazzledrip or whatever, gets released to the public. Whoop, there it is. And, but it's a deep fake, so don't believe it. And of course, half of the public or whatever percentage will, will absolutely believe it to be true. And the other part of the public will be 100% convinced it's false. Those two positions will be completely irreconcilable because other than some sort of watermarking technology or something that can be introduced to make sure that this footage is really real, how will you ever know? And even then, how could you trust the people who are watermarking and blah, blah, blah? It will be expert versus expert. And 
literally, they will be able to divide the population and get them to argue about the reality or lack thereof of things that they can see and listen to themselves. And of course, this will be used as a cover for certain things. If certain things, if a leaker or a whistleblower or someone from the, one of the FBI crew that raided Epstein's pedophile island comes out with one of the tapes of Bill Clinton on, on the island with uh, some underage girl or whatever it is, you can imagine the first line of defense, or maybe the last line of defense, but a line of defense will be, it's it's literally fake. It's not true. It's a deep fake. So we know that that's being set up, but that it really does nothing other than solidify the fact that literally everything is up for grabs. So I posit that it's actually going a step beyond William Casey's goal for the disinformation uh, campaign program of the CIA which is simply to get everyone to believe something that's false. No, this goes a step deeper. It's actually to get people not to believe anything, to not have any basis for any shared understanding of the world at all. And this starts to touch on a subject that I'm still still percolating in my mind. This has so much resonance to so much of the very raison d'etre of the Corbett Report, what it is and what it's about and the work that is being done in in the independent media and elsewhere to shape and mold the public to become disbelievers in everything. And what that really means, the final uncorking of the bottle, is this Pandora's box that's being opened. I will refrain from delving into the depth of that subject today because there's so many things that need to be brought out about that and the process by which that works and what it means and and what does that leave our position and there's so many things so many extremely important things Um, but I'm sure you've all at least seen how that can play out and the complete lack of a shared basis of understanding of reality that would be the bare prerequisite for any sort of opposition to the people who are very organized and share a view of reality at the top of the power pyramid. Um, It seems almost like it's by design. Wow, imagine that. Well, Again, as I say, that's still percolating. I still have to find the right way to articulate that and tease out the different points. But I think we are moving a step beyond the completion of the CIA's disinformation program, as stated by Will and Casey, toward that next step where we literally will not believe anything that we see or hear. Um, Unless we see or hear it directly, firsthand experience. But even then, we'll be asked not to believe certain things. So... This is interesting. It goes right down to the bottom. I will, of course, throw the various links that I've mentioned here today into the show notes so you can start exploring this topic on your own. And I invite you to contemplate the deeper meanings of this of this propaganda campaign for deepfakes that's being rolled out at the same time as the technology itself is coming into its own and being revealed to the public. It has some pretty deep implications for not just our present moment in time, but the nature of the fabric of society itself that is being torn asunder at the very seams. This is an important one, folks. Anyway, I'm going to leave you here to contemplate this. Uh, As I say, the links will be in the show notes. Uh, This is James Corbett at CorbettReport.com. I'm looking forward to talking to you again in the near future.